welcome to Borborygmy, Noises from the Veterinary World, a new show that lets you overhear conversations between veterinary professionals about anything and everything that's topical in the industry. This season, we'll be bringing you a range of chats recorded at the London Vet Show, featuring a wide range of friends and colleagues discussing their thoughts on some of the triumphs and tribulations encountered by those in the veterinary industry. Borborygmy is a collaboration between the London Vet Show, Vet Times, Vets Stay Go Diversify and Smashing the Ceiling. Thank you to everyone involved so far for your help and support. It's been very much appreciated. We're listening to a conversation today between Shireen Williams and Amy Barstow. Both Shireen and Amy work for the international animal welfare charity Brooke, though they came to it from quite different avenues. Shireen qualified as a vet from Nottingham back in 2011 and after a period of time in equine and general practice, went travelling and came back to join Brooke four years ago as an animal health veterinary advisor. Amy qualified in 2013 from the RBC and spent time volunteering before starting an equine internship at the Animal Health Trust and completing a PhD at the RBC. Amy spent some time teaching before joining Brooke in mid-2019 as a global animal health advisor. Here, they talk about the paths that led them to working there and what moving in a slightly different direction meant for their job satisfaction. You'll hear from Shireen first. I mean, I just, I honestly like just kind of had a feeling that I was like, I was not put on this earth to do this job. Like, uh, I don't know what, what happened about that, but I just was like, I can do it and I enjoy it. And I look around my life and I think this is good. Like, I, I, I'm doing okay at this. But I think like the root cause of reasons that I became put myself through vet school and like put my family through getting me through vet school and all of that kind of thing and then I think I just was like this isn't enough like I was like this isn't the best use of my skills and like I yeah and I just had this kind of like feeling I was like yeah I just wasn't put on this earth to do this there's something else out there and I, that's when I was like really clear that I was like yeah I enjoy I really enjoy parts of general practice and there are people that are amazing at it um I think that actually my skills are better suited elsewhere within this profession I think mine's been a bit more like um what gives me the best feeling and so figuring things out gives me a good feeling seeing other people figure those things out for themselves also gives me a a good feeling as well I think what I had was the luxury Um, of a lot of time which probably not many PhD students ever say but I had a lot of time to spend figuring out me and what it was that made me tick and what I wanted from a job going going forward so I feel like for me Brooke is a very personal place to work because it represents six years of figuring out who I am and how I want to apply that. I think for me it's really interesting that I guess that we label it move away from clinical practice and I I don't I think it's yeah something that as a profession we're talking about a lot more but I tend to kind of challenge it a bit because yes while like I don't see like our offices in central London um I don't see horses and donkeys every day like I used to um but I think in terms of like knowledge and clinical skill and problem solving abilities and getting involved in research I've been a lot more challenged since clinically since I moved to Brooke than I potentially was when I 
I was in um, in general practice. So I think it's it's different. I think, and I think that is it's always an interesting conversation around our office about the sort of move away from if we are really non-clinical or non-practicing. Um, but yeah, like it is something in general that kind of brings us all together. I think people. That, um, that gravitate towards animal welfare work or particularly international NGO work and um, kind of have like a view for the bigger picture of, of things and I think that does tend to sort of um, mean that you have some great conversations over coffee when you get to know each other. <laughs> People often say, well, did you just not really like clinical practice? Um, and so we were talking about how actually we did or I did eventually. So even though I had injured myself, Throughout my PhD, I was very kindly taken under the wing of another equine vet who taught me to love clinical practice again. But it's about making a decision about where you want to um, put your attention, really. And did you want? Did I want my attention to be teaching, or did I want my attention to be on clinical cases, or did I want my attention to be on something bigger, which is what book offers, kind of like something bigger through education. Um, and so I kind of went way instead yeah I think um yeah I guess it's a good point because I think for me um like I loved being I did love being a vet in practice I was really happy for a long time there but I think I guess I always wanted to be somewhere like Brooke I the reason I became a vet was because I was really passionate about animal welfare particularly overseas my dad's from Sri Lanka so I spent a long time from a really young age sort of seeing animals and people in a different situation to what we were in the UK and that was a real driving force behind why I was a vet in the first place so if anything it was kind of I was in practice to to start with, but my end goal was always somewhere like Brooke. And I think that's not to say that I didn't find it really hard. I think I definitely struggled with all the same things that I think everybody that is sort of very well documented and is spoken about a lot more even since when I graduated about the, the challenges of being in general practice. But I think it is really important that like effectively like Brooke is my dream job. It's what I grew up wanting to to do but the operative word is still job and I absolutely love it but it's still really challenging and do I love it 100% of the time absolutely not (laughs) like there are still moments that are like really hard there are things that I don't like doing there and I think that's always I think the caution is don't jump from something because you think that that's the answer to it because all jobs um, and like jobs out of traditional clinical practice still have a lot of different challenges and maybe they're not as well spoken about um, as the ones within um, general practice are but like they're not it's not an easy sidestep and I just I think that's like a yeah I think something that we all speak about as well like within our work yeah because it has yeah just a different set of challenges and I think if you're like making a move into something that is less clinical clinical is very there's a lot of thinking but there's also a lot of doing and a lot of being very busy and your time is kind of managed for you to a point whether it's managed well is something different but you know you kind of you know you need to be in consults or you need to be at this client's or whatever whereas um certainly in the roles I've had I've had much more control over my time which in a way sounds fantastic but also it means that sometimes you can kind of get to the end of the day and be like what have I actually achieved what have I actually done you know my to-do list is still not all ticked off am I stopping um and and then other things in terms of your you know I quite like moving around and now I spend quite a lot of time sitting at a desk and since moving to Brook it's sitting 
in London and not being you know not being able to go out for like a walk across all the fields at lunch so it's finding different ways of of, of managing you know different different environments I suppose and yeah, find- you have to really move away yeah, from like that and that is sad in a way that is one of the real challenges you have to move away from getting your kicks out of seeing animals get better in front of your eyes knowing that you personally did something you explained something to an owner um, that you could literally see on your consult list you're like okay those animals are better because I went to work today um, Amy's going to Pakistan I'm going to Ethiopia very soon and actually the the things that we are doing is skilling our colleagues and working with them problem solving supporting them so actually like we don't stand with a queue of sick working equids waiting to see us we support our colleagues and I think you have to get your kicks and your positive endorphins out of seeing something different that we were trained to see so I think like the whole of vet school it's about that animal that owner you don't do well I certainly didn't do that much sort of population medicine I didn't do much kind of broader societal work about animals and the relationships that they have with owners and what that means what we're asking them to do and I think that has been quite a change but for me like it's so much bigger because the wins that we have even though they're fewer and further between than you probably get on every day to me feel really significant and lasting and I think the change that we see is in people not with animals and knowing that those people are there doing that job every single day is really great but I think everybody everybody but particularly in terms of vets like we've all been through a lot to get to the point of graduating I just think like everybody deserves to have a job that you enjoy and that you feel good about it and you're surrounded by people that make you feel good and I think like for me in when I was in practice there were parts of it I love but I just never I never felt like I fit in I guess and um I was trying to mould myself to something else. So I'd wear different clothes. I would um, say different things about my pastimes that maybe weren't so true. And that's part of probably lots of people's professional lives. You start off trying to, um, to try and get somewhere that you think you should be going. But I think then I just became really clear that it's like, no, like I, I love being a vet. I love um, so much about this profession. There has to be something in this that I can do where I can just be myself. Yeah, it's about finding somewhere that you think that you can fit in and prosper because, yeah, everybody deserves that and there is something out there for it. So taking the time and that journey may not be straightforward. Like maybe, yeah, I've probably a hop, skip and a jump to get there, um, which is, yeah, I do feel really fortunate. But I think other people's journeys are really convoluted. But like I'd say it's so important to continue on it because like life is just too short and everyone has worked too hard to be doing a job that you're like, oh, about and I think yeah and as I said like not all job you can't feel amazing about your job 100% of the time but like do something where you feel like you're growing and that you feel like you're yeah like you're being supported and that um, and I just think there are so many opportunities out there for people with our skills both inside and outside of the profession you shouldn't be worried about what anyone else thinks to go and make yourself happy because <laughs> yeah, yeah, life is animals, too short however, for yeah. being to be unhappy doing something yeah. Thanks for listening. I'm Sophie Walsh, part-time vet and full-time science documentary maker. You may hear a little bit of me in these podcasts or the lovely Naomi Mella, my co-host, also a vet and host of the brilliant podcast Smashing the Ceiling. We'd love you to rate and review this podcast or tell a friend if you enjoyed it. Thank you again for listening. <laughs>